0: Welcome to More Than Ink.
1: Hey, did you see all those sheep walking through town this (laughs) week? I sure did. Did you notice the shepherd? I did. Yeah, he was out in front leading them. He was out in front leading and they listened to his voice. He was talking to them.
0: Yeah, and you know, that has a connection to what we're reading today in John 10. Mm,
1: John 10, the good shepherd. The sheep know his voice and they follow him. Today, Today, More Than Ink.
0: Good morning to this wonderful October Saturday morning. I'm Jim. And I'm Dorothy. And uh, we're glad that you're back with us. We hope you've done your homework and you've read ahead to John 10. John 10, the good shepherd. Really, the the good shepherd. In fact, we just had a uh, sheep event in town here.
1: We did. We live in Brigham City, and once a year they bring the sheep down from their high pasture and walk them right through town. Through the middle of town. We just saw that yesterday, and it's always so lovely to think about the nature of sheep and to breathe the dust and to watch how the shepherds interact with them. It's its just always instructive. Yeah, and this is
0: not like 20 or 30 sheep. This no, is hundreds. No, this
1: is thousand actually a couple thousand, I is think. Is a couple
0: thousand? Yeah, Yeah. And they walk them right through the residential part of town houses on both sides of the road.
1: It's very fun. (laughs) I always spend a day ruminating on the nature of sheep afterwards and and the nature of shepherds.
0: (laughs) So we, we, we got our, we got our sheep stuff down today and we're going to look at shepherds and sheep and all that kind of stuff. But it is interesting that in this particular case, if you're going to, if you're going to take a thousand, couple thousand sheep through town, you don't drive them, you lead lead them. them. There's a guy in Mm -hmm. front and they just follow him. And that's kind of what Jesus is going to talk about today as we, as we look at it. So just out of the blue in John 10, In in John 10, Jesus just starts out with something that they all know so well. They know sheep, they know shepherds, and so he just launches right into that without really making a connection up front but he eventually gets there so let me just read for you the, okay he just jumps right in something that they know He he's taught he's like i call this captain obvious he's telling him something that they know so well but he's going to make a point with okay, it okay
1: but wait before you start maybe let's let's just remind people that we just finished chapter nine right and the chapter division is not john's inspired word exactly so in john's mind this follows immediately logically from what he had just told us about uh the blind and and i can't into this world for judgment to separate the seeing from the not seeing the right. believing from the not believing right and so he's um, he's talking about himself
0: and so while it doesn't seem to be an apparent connection
1: it, it is, is.
0: So, <laughs> so maybe that's one of our study techniques is, you know, sometimes just ignore the chapter change um, right changes
1: right and always ask yourself the question when you're reading like a whole gospel how does this relate to what went before what yeah. what was just being being told to me? Uh, what is going to be repeated? How does this connect to that?
0: Yeah, because you know, may, many people may not realize that in the original manuscripts, when the when these are written down on mm-hmm. papyrus there were no chapters and there were no verse numbers. Right, and there, not even punctuation. There were no periods.
1: Right, right. <laughs> so, so,
0: so you gotta, I mean, just pretend that there none of this stuff is there and it's just a continuation of the previous mm-hmm. one because that's the way it was written down. Right. Okay, so let's jump into it. And okay, we'll,
1: and the conversation had been about the Pharisees about the Pharisees, who regarded right. themselves as the shepherds of Israel.
0: The shepherds, okay. the shepherds of Israel. That's okay. all my introductory is that thoughts. Enough? Are, we, are we ready now? Are we <laughs> okay, ready? go ahead One, two, three. Here we go. So chapter 10, verse 1. So truly, truly, this is Jesus talking. Truly, truly, I say to you, He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. That's what we just saw. We saw shepherds Mm -hmm. leading him through town. And when he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And then John explains to us, This figure of speech Jesus used with them, But they did not understand what he was saying to them.
1: (laughs) It's funny that they wouldn't understand because they were totally acquainted with the idea of flocks of sheep being led.
0: In the normal sense, yeah. But I think it's more like they're not sure why he's saying it
1: to them. Right? Why are we talking about this now?
0: Yeah, I don't understand why this is coming up. But Jesus does explain it in the next breath you want to take sure, it
1: sure sure so jesus knowing that they're not getting it verse seven jesus said again to them truly truly i say to you i am the door of the sheep right mm-hmm. I'm the way that the sheep should go right. all who came before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep did not listen to them i am the door if anyone enters by me he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture Okay, I'm gonna stop there for a minute because he has repeated himself three or four times already. I'm the door, uh, the sheep know my voice. Uh, They don't listen to bad guys, they listen to good guys. They listen to the one who loves them. Okay, picking up in verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who's a hired hand and not a shepherd, who doesn't own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Okay, I want to let's stop there a for break. a second.
0: Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. You've had something to say?
1: <laughs> I always have something to say. <laughs> He, he makes this amazing contrast between himself as the good shepherd and thieves and robbers and hired hands. So, you know. And
0: so, of course, the people are saying, OK, right, I know why you're talking who? about this. If right. you're the good shepherd, then who's, who's the, the bad, bad shepherd?
1: shepherd. <laughs> OK, so a thief is somebody who sneaks in in the dark and steals right. up under cover of night or by fraud. A right. robber is somebody who will confront you in the broad daylight and just take your stuff. Mm-hmm. And a hired hand is somebody who's only in it for the job. Right. So at this point, I started thinking when I was reading this of, of Ezekiel 34, where Ezekiel is talking about the shepherds of Israel and now the religious leaders of Israel, the Pharisees, the, the Pharisees. priests yeah. regarded themselves as the shepherds of Israel. So I want you to just listen. That's
0: what they're supposed
1: to That's be doing. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So listen to Ezekiel oh, 34. And I, I might
0: add an ad to that. A shepherd seldom owns the sheep. Oh, right. He's working for somebody else. working for someone else. So his... His job is to take care of someone else's property.
1: Right, right. As if he was the owner himself. Okay, so listen to Ezekiel 34. I'm going to read about three or four verses. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to those shepherds, thus says the Lord God, woe, shepherds of Israel who should have been feeding the sheep, but they're feeding themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fat sheep without feeding the flock. Those who are sickly, you should have strengthened. The diseased, you should have healed. The broken, you should have bound up. The scattered, you've not brought back, nor have you sought for the lost, but with force and with severity, you've dominated them. Oh, dominated the sheep. So that's actually the Lord talking to the shepherds of Israel back in Ezekiel's Mm -hmm, time. mm -hmm. But that speaks so much here to those who regarded themselves as shepherds of Israel in Jesus' time. I'm
0: sure the Pharisees did a flashback to that very passage you read because they are also wondering as Jesus is speaking, okay, so you call yourself the good shepherd. Right. And bad shepherds? Ezekiel, are you saying that to us? Right.
1: We eat the sheep. We fleece the sheep.
0: Right, right. And the shepherds are not supposed to eat the sheep or clothe themselves with their right. wool they're right. supposed to take care of them for other people it's not in it for what they can right. get out of it
1: but but we know and jim and i we you and i we heard a, a teacher one time say you know humans keep sheep so that we can eat them and wear their wool right. but the good shepherd keeps sheep so that they can eat him and wear exactly. him exactly. so when jesus says i'm the good shepherd all of that immediately comes back to my mind keeping us so that we can be fed by him, nourished by him, and be clothed Ex- by exactly. him. Exactly.
0: So at this point, he's identified in the story. He's the good shepherd. We know implicitly that the Pharisees are the bad shepherds. They're they're kind of flashing back to Ezekiel. You know. Um, uh, by the way, too. If you're wondering who the good shepherd is, although Jesus has already said he is the good shepherd, we also remember in Psalm 23 mm, that the Lord is the my Lord shepherd. Is my so shepherd. he's making connection with
1: the Father again, mm-hmm. right here with Himself. So now the question is, is who are the sheep? Okay, so uh, here we go. I'm going to pick it up back in verse 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they'll listen to my voice. Oh, they will listen listen. to my voice. That that indicates a desire to hear. Uh, So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me. Remember, they already had a murder plot. Uh, right in mind for well him. Known. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I've received from my father.
0: Yeah, and I think at this point, even still, back in verse six, he said he didn't understand what they were saying to them. I think on this whole stuff about laying down his life for the sheep, mm, they, they mm-hmm. don't know what Jesus is talking about They weren't himself. there yet, right. They know that a, a real shepherd will do this right. if a bear or a lion comes in. You know, he'll actually die defending... But they're thinking, well, you're the good shepherd and you're going to die. I think this is an investment in the crucifixion time so Mm -hmm. that when they actually did see him die, you know, this this conundrum in their mind, which would be, well, if he's the Messiah, he can't die. And then someone might say, "Ah, remember that day he talked about the shepherd Mm -hmm. and the sheep? It said he would lay down his life is this that?
1: Well, and it's also a veiled reference to knowing that the the leaders already had a murder plot working against him. Right. He says you guys think you're going to take my life, but I'm rather going to give it exactly. and lay it down willingly and I will take it up again. And I you will, will not have it, the last word. <laughs> I'll take it
0: up again. So <clears throat> again, the expectation of the crucifixion, you know, the, this this whole parable right here, it's not really a parable, but this example, this illustration might have been the key for the money understanding why he was on the cross and it might have been the key in the following days when people would say remember he not only said he would lay down his life but he would take, take it, it up again. again uh-huh so so he's already he'll be more explicit about that later on in John and the other gospels he's very explicit about it but here He's saying this is what a good shepherd does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is what a good shepherd does. Well, so again, this brings back the whole discussion about his identity.
1: Mm-hmm. There's this division.
0: <laughs> if the Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23, if the bad shepherds are the leaders of Israel, according to Ezekiel, then then who is Jesus saying he is when he says he is the good shepherd? He's the good shepherd. So if you pick it up in 19, he closes out the whole sheep uh, issue here. There was again a division. <laughs> there was again a <laughs> An division. An actual argument. They could not decide dispute. among the Jews because of these words. And many of them said, well, he has a demon and he is and insane. So why listen to him? But the other said, well, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon and Can
1: a demon demon open
0: open the eyes eyes of the blind? blind, Right, they remember it had only been
1: a very short period of time since that had happened.
0: So the Pharisees have come up with a very bad explanation for all of this. You know, Jesus must be from the bat. He's from the dark side, and they're saying, (laughs) "Well, he can't be from the dark side if he heals blind eyes." Come on now. So you see this this healing the blind man in the previous chapter. It's you know it's it's a milepost that's stuck in the ground that they just cannot get away from it is just too overt it's just you can't do anything with it they're just stuck so they either will believe who he is or you won't but it's not a matter of whether jesus is being kind of arbitrary or or vague about it because when he claims to be the good shepherd and he heals a blind man there's there's no debate
1: right because that ezekiel passage has said you haven't healed the hurt ones you haven't bound up the lame you haven't cared for the hungry right and here i am doing it right in your face
0: right right yeah there's actually another another reference he'll he'll connect to in a second here from psalm 82 where god is condemning those leaders who are supposed to take care of god's people and he says you need to rescue the weak and the needy and deliver them from the hand of the wicked Mm -hmm. but in the rest of psalm 82 he says you're not doing that right so you boy get engaged on the behalf of the good of the sheep. And that's why we always, we quote so often in this section before we leave the sheep behind, that Jesus talks about the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what Satan's intention is in your life. Her, her. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not there to bring you life, although he promises you things that to you look like they would add to your life, but they won't. But he says the good shepherd, the good shepherd is the one who, who, who not only lays down his life for the sheep, but because he is the Good Shepherd, he came that they might have a life
1: mm-hmm. and he have gives it you life. He doesn't take your life
0: exactly. So that's what Jesus's intention. And if you, you know, if anyone asks you, you know what's Jesus all about? Well, like a good shepherd, he's all about giving us he's life and giving, giving it abundantly. Mm-hmm. so that's that's where that comes from. Well should we move on? To oh, next yeah, section. Oh,
1: yeah. So verse 22, at that time, the Feast of Dedication took place in Jerusalem, and it was winter. Okay, so that's actually the Feast of Hanukkah, Hanukkah. right? That The rededication of the temple after the period yeah. of time where they had run out of oil. And that's back in the intertestamental period. There's very little biblical reference to it this might be one of the very few
0: yeah, it might be the um, only one I so think. i don't
1: want to elaborate that but john tells us this is in the winter time and so jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of solomon so the jews gathered around him and said to him how long will you keep us in suspense if you're the christ tell us plainly okay <laughs> tell this is, us this plainly. is another head smack moment <laughs> like haven't i told you enough tell us plainly Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. Oh, sheep are back. Ah, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. Ding, 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 ding. So they pressed him for an answer to tell them plainly, and he
0: gave it. Tell us plainly and his first response is i have
1: and he has and i'm gonna tell you again
0: and he says and if that's not good enough for you how about the works i did Mm -hmm. those are witnesses to me as well so what what is it you're missing through so we come back to this point that it's not an inability to hear it's an unwillingness it's an an unwillingness and that's just that's just a really big deal and in fact the unwillingness is a characteristic of sheep that are not his And that's an interesting thing.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. You know, we talked about all those sheep that we saw coming through town yesterday, and they all have markings on their back so that they can tell them apart. But they have identified themselves as one flock when they're being led through town that way. And they hang together. I watched, uh, standing on the sidewalk, I watched one or two of them sometimes come off and chase down a little weed that was growing in the cracks. It didn't take very long before they realized, whoop, I'm falling behind. And the shepherds would come along behind them and kind of help them, and they would... Scatter up and pick up speed and get back in the flock.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Jesus is identifying the fact here that if you're not a listener, then you're not a sheep. Mm. And, uh, and and that's tremendously a problem. And not only that, but he says, you know, you read it around 28, 29, that the, the sheep, the true sheep he's talking mm. about, are someone who are in the Father's hand. Right. You see that in 29, in the Father's hand. But right. it's also sheep that are in his hand, verse 28. He's almost, says, he you know, look at He's equating
1: himself with the Father.
0: No one will snatch them out of my hand in 28, and no one's able to snatch them out of the Father's hand in 29. Right,
1: gotcha, I've gotcha.
0: And that's why his next phrase is, I and the Father are one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We, our relationship to the sheep is identical.
1: Yeah, if I have you, the Father has you. And if the Father has you, then I have you. And exactly. he had said in chapter 7 and chapter 8, right i i do the works of my father if you want to see the father you're seeing him in me uh, i speak the words of my father i never do anything that displeases my father he's already so closely associated himself identity. with the father when he says i and the father are one
0: right right pure identity mm-hmm. pure identity you know it, it another kind of study skill that you might want to do or might not doesn't matter if you're into history um, and you go back and wonder about Hanukkah or the Feast of Dedication or the Feast of Lights, it's called. Um, there, there was a guy in that whole thing mm-hmm. who basically, in a very heroic way, uh, um, in, guaranteed the survival of Judaism in the midst of a, a tight Greek kind of culture, this guy Judas Maccabeus. And so he, in a sense, he was sort of what people thought of when they thought of a Messiah, someone who would save the Jews from whatever's going mm-hmm. on. So that context does sort of salt why it is they came to him and said, tell us plainly if right. you're that guy. Okay, you right. know, are you like the Judas Maccabees from 150 yeah. years ago? Or, you know, are you going to do something? What are you going to do? And mm-hmm. It would be a natural question. So, But interestingly enough, instead of being like a Judas Maccabeus who kind of casts off the bad guys and the Jews are restored and stuff like that, Jesus goes back to talking about the fact that my role is as a good shepherd and mm-hmm. I'm here for my sheep and these sheep are God's sheep. He's actually the owner of the flock. And I'm um, the great shepherd. Mm-hmm. And, and so he just reinforces again, this is what I'm about. I'm here to maintain the life of the sheep. I'm not to throw out Rome and all the bad guys like Judas Maccabeus did 160 years ago. It's a whole different kind of thing. So, it, so as a study skill, if you're curious, you can you can tie some connections back to the original Hanukkah. But you won't find Hanukkah. Look for Feast of Lights or Feast of Dedication. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what goes on. and That's why the the question was was bandied about
1: yeah, tell us plainly yeah tell us plainly. make your claim Where's the
0: guy i and the father are one so let's pick up the end of the story here in 31 so the jews picked up stones again to stone him <laughs> this is
1: what the third time john has told us that and or people, maybe more and
0: critics will say well jesus never claimed to be you know god well they did because Absolutely 32 he did. jesus answered them i've shown you many good works From the Father, for which of them are you going to stone me? Because, by the way, you don't stone someone because of who they are. It's because of what they do. It's for a crime. It's for a crime. So which one of those, quote, crimes are you getting ready to kill me? And -hmm. the Jews answered him, oh, it's not for a good work that we're going to stone you, but for blasphemy. Mm -hmm. Because you, being a man, make yourself God. So they clearly understood what he was saying in verse 30 when he said, I and the Father of one. You make yourself God. And Jesus answered them and said, well, is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. And if he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the father consecrated and sent into the world, you're blaspheming? Because I said, I am, I am the son of God. Wow, so you're gonna take me down for that. But then he switches and says, okay, disregarded what I said look at what I did 37 and if I'm not doing the works of my father then do not believe me but if I do them even though you do not believe me believe the works that you may know and understand that the father is in me and I am in the father hmm. well, that was a huge statement so again they sought to arrest him but he escaped from their hands
1: wow. and we don't know exactly how he escaped in other gospels it says he just no. he just walked away
0: He walked away it wasn't the time. It was premature. It was premature. Mm-hmm. It was premature.
1: So, so he really
0: confronts them again with the two, the two witnesses of what he says and what he does. And they say, well, we're not condemning you for what you do, although they ought to worship him because of what he does, which is really the amazing thing because the blind man did. But we're, we're, we're doing this because of what you claim, because you claim to be God. And it's on us by law to stone those who blaspheme like this. But he was God,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so it was wrong. It's an interesting one. It's an interesting thing too about uh, you know if I'm he says in thirty seven if I'm not doing the works of my Father well then don't believe me don't believe me and it's interesting that in the story of John the Baptist when John the Baptist is in jail he sends his guys out to Jesus and right. says are you the guy are, are you, you the really one? him right which is what they just asked here are you the guy. Right? right. And Jesus' response to them, this you can find in Matthew 11. He's Yeah, response he says, go
1: back and tell him the blind are seeing, yeah. the, ears are, the deaf are hearing, the lame are walking. You all, just go
0: tell him. All these works that testify right. that I'm
1: the guy. Yeah. That are things nobody else in the history of mankind has been able to do.
0: Right. And that was his answer to. John the Baptist, and that's the answer to these guys who want to kill him. Mm-hmm. So they sought to arrest him, and he escaped from the Well, let's just finish. Let's let's go from forty. So to he
1: everything. went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained. And many came to him. So that's down the mountain from Jerusalem and across the Jordan. It's a big flat valley it's kind of there. Isolated. And they came to him, and they said. John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true, and many believed in him there. So these are people who had witnessed his works and probably many of these conversations during the festival up in Jerusalem, and they're maybe on their way home when they're down the mountain, and they're going to follow him, like they went out into this very part of the wilderness to hear John. Yes, they're yes. following now the one that John pointed to, saying, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world.
0: Right. And so many believe. And in fact, that last line, that word many, that word many is what will disturb all the ruling mm-hmm. leaders of Israel. Right. Because Jesus is building a real momentum of followers, a lot of followers. And then that is going to be so threatening to the religious majority right there that they've realized they're going to have to take Jesus down or they're going to lose their control right. over right. the Jews. That many, many But they're believed.
1: not doing anything to compete with him in terms of what they are doing, what they're producing. He is simply doing the works of the Father, which is drawing the people who are seeking God. The sheep who are after God recognize him in the shepherd. The they shepherd. heard his voice. And they know him. And they know they him. He said, this must be the guy. And they believed him. And, mm-hmm. that's, and this is the groundswell where Jesus
0: goes very public at this point. And and because of this very public momentum with the people, he's a target to be killed. And that's going to start dominating the narrative in a little bit here. Next week, we oh, go to John 11.
1: Speaking <laughs> of dominating the narrative.
0: <laughs> you know, just when you think you can't do anything bigger than healing a blind mm-hmm. guy. And, you know, for the last couple chapters, that's caused a lot of stink with a lot of people. Like, you know, only God does that. Mm-hmm. Just when you think you can't do something even bigger than that, he does something bigger than that Mm -hmm. in John 11, making it unmistakable who he is and that he is indeed God himself. So don't miss John 11.
1: In an utterly hopeless situation, because like in John 9, where the man born blind had been allowed to experience a whole lifetime of blindness, specifically for the glory of God, he will deliberately and consciously allow Lazarus. To not only be sick, but to die. But to
0: die. And we'll talk about that because at first glance, that's really disturbing. Mm-hmm. Would God actually go to the lengths of allowing you to suffer under a physical ailment for a long time mm-hmm. for his purposes? I mean, does that sound right? Does that sound fair? Isn't God in the business of healing us from these things? So we'll ask all well, those questions. Those when we are get the there. same
1: questions the people who were following him were asking.
0: Yeah, but it's also it's a question that's been raised with the blind man already. Mm-hmm. Would God intentionally have a mind, uh, have a blind man be blind his entire life for a purpose that yeah. glorifies? So God? how important is the glory of God? Right, right. So Jesus amps it up next week.
1: So come back for John 11. (laughs) He actually goes
0: way beyond healing a blind man and does something. Well, that's kind of unbelievable, but it's unmistakable. And also, by the way, uh, he puts a, a contract on right because <laughs> the, the religious
1: head. leaders say oh look the whole world is going after him now we really have to do something we have and to do so something we have to kill lazarus too you
0: have to kill lazarus because <laughs> he's a real problem anyway you will see all that next come week back so next week so make sure you read john 11 it's just a, it's an astonishing chapter and i i believe the entire chapter is all about the raising lazarus
1: and read it with your eyes open to what you've already seen and heard
0: right exactly in the context so i'm jim and i'm dorothy and come back for us next time thanks for,
1: for being here today for more than, than ink
0: is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City and is solely responsible for its content. To contact us with your questions or comments, just go to our website, morethaninc.org.